1: Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh my Sets god, deep to right field. Way up there. They're gonna wave him in. I don't believe it! My oh
0: my! And look who's coming up. You've got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it.
2: Okay, on.
1: What is up, everybody? The first edition of Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. First edition in the month of July. It is July 1st, 2022. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. For those of you that have been committed to the podcast, we appreciate it. One of our best shows this past Tuesday, closing out June on a high note. We're here every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Analysis, breakdown of the slate. Please rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. 15 gamer today, including a couple of day games. Red Sox and Cubs in action early at Wrigley, and then Rays and Jays up in Toronto. First pitch shortly after three Eastern. Sean Zarillo, Action Network senior writer, Colin Whitchurch, Action Network Senior Editor joining us. This this new format, I think, is uh, appeasing the people. So let's keep it going that way. We're gonna start with best bets right off the top.
0: Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here.
1: Zarilla, what do you have for us?
2: Yeah, I've definitely used Alex Cobb as a best bet before, and I'm going to go to him again here. Giants around minus 140 currently for the first five innings. You can get that at MGM. Projected it closer to minus 175. So you could bet that all the way up to minus 162. Cobb has just been very unlucky, and I've talked about it, but I'll talk about it again. Largest difference probably between his actual ERA, which is around 5.5, is his expected indicators of any pitcher. XERA at 2.3, Sierra up at 2.95, XFIP somewhere in the middle. So no matter which one you're using, he's been very unlucky this season. All three luck categories that I use to define pitchers by luck, batting average on balls and play, strand rate, home run to fly ball rate, all due for positive regression for Cobb at some point his ground ball rate is also at a career-high 62%, which is second in baseball behind Framber Valdez. So love what I see in Cobb's profile. Just been a bit unlucky on the year. On the other end of the matchup, facing Lance Lynn, whose velocity is actually down a little bit since he's returned from injury. We'll continue to progress off of that injury and perhaps get back to full form. But his stuff plus rating is 97, which is about league average. So he's down a little bit. From where he was in previous seasons in velocity, but his stuff is actually way down as well. And both of these teams are in offensive splits, which lend itself to the matchup as well. The White Sox crush left handed pitching, best WRC plus in baseball, about 34% above league average, but they're 11% below average against righties, which ranks 23rd. And on the other end, the Giants are ninth against righties and 15th against lefties. So better splits for the Giants, better pitcher for the Giants and a pitcher who is due to regress to the positive end pretty substantially. And Cobb, Giants all the way up to minus 162 for the first five innings.
1: Okay, very good. Going to Colin Whitchurch now. And Colin, we turn to a team, believe it or not, has the second best run differential in the National League. We're going to the Cardinals. What's the play?
3: Yeah, it's the Cardinals. And and full disclosure here, a lot of times we go to these best bets segments, and I'm kind of struggling to figure out which one Which of the bets I'm playing today is actually my best, which one I'm most confident in. That's not the case today. I love the Cardinals here. Miles Michaelis going against Bailey Falter. Falter, just to put it bluntly, is not a major league starting pitcher. And on top of that, he's a lefty who does not miss a lot of bats, walks a lot of guys, and gives up a ton of fly balls, 31.3% ground ball rate. The Cardinals crush lefties. They're one of the best offenses in baseball against left-handed pitching. Falter... If you look at his back of the baseball card stats, four point five zero, we are like, okay, whatever, that's fine. 5.96 X ERA, 5.24 X fit. Cardinals also kill fastballs and sliders, which are falters. They're not just his main two pitches. They're, they're his only two pitches. He's a two-pitch pitcher. He's going against a Cardinals offense that crushes lefties and crushes his only two pitches. Miles Michaelis has obviously been incredible this year with a 2.57 ERA. He's probably due for some regression, but even if he regresses, he's still a significantly better starting pitcher in this matchup. 3.22 XERA, 3.77 XFIP. I'm all over the Cardinals' first five innings, minus 145. That's not even to mention their their defensive edge. Cardinals are the best defensive team in baseball. Phillies obviously are not. So Cardinals' first five, minus 145. I'm going to be all over the Cardinals in this matchup. I'm going to take their first five team total, over two and a half. You can take their full game team total over five and a half. I'll probably be taking their full game money line as well. But the first five money line minus 145 is my actual best bet from this game.
1: Excellent. So best bets on top. We have a lot more coming up on the episode. Dog bets, because we always sprinkle those in throughout the course of the episode. We'll go to our topic of the day. It's a Cy Young discussion. There's a little tease for you. We'll also get into uh, some final bets from both Colin and Sean, some other housekeeping notes here on the podcast. Brand new to the Action Network app, there's a new feature where you can watch video, audio. So if you're one of those folks that might be tuning in thanks to the app, we come to you there with audio and video presentations. Check out our latest with Action Network's Darren Ravel. He has an exclusive interview with Bobby Bonilla. It is Bobby Bonilla Day. You can find that right when you open the app. It's a long way of transitioning. To fading the public. And the Action Network app telling us now that the Milwaukee Brewers coming off a loss last night to the Pirates in Pittsburgh, Brewers have taken 92% of the bets, 90% of the cash. Burns contraeus the pitching matchup. Sean Zarillo. I, I feel like I don't even have
2: to ask you. The Pirates, you're going to them here, right? Prices actually come down a couple. Need plus one seventy six or better in order to bet them again. I got plus one seventy seven last night. I believe it's sitting around plus one seventy five right now. So wait until closer to game time. I would assume more action will continue to come in on the Brewers, but you can typically find value betting against Corbin Burns. They're going to over juice his lines. Everybody knows how good Corbin Burns is. We'll talk about Cy Young leaders in a little bit. But of the Bets in this game, I actually prefer the over seven and a half. You could have gotten plus money earlier. I like it up to minus 107. I'm also going to take a look at the first five over three and a half. Projected the totals closer to eight and four respectively for the full game of the first five innings. The Pirates bullpen is just a struggle bus right now. David Bednar, not 100%. Doubt he pitches again today after looking so terrible trying to close out a four-run lead yesterday. Uh, The Pirates bullpen is a mess, but they can hit a little bit. So the Pirates should be able to put up some runs here, even against Burns. And I would expect the Brewers, if they're going to win this game, to probably blow out the Pirates. So the over seven and a half, my preferred bet for this game. But if you can get plus plus one seventy six or better on pick, I would probably play that too.
1: Up the lines. It looks like, as Sean mentioned, a little money coming in now on Pittsburgh. Might want to wait closer
3: to first pitch. Colin, you ever read on this one, Pirates, Brewers? Yeah, it's kind of tough. Contreras, obviously someone I've loved to bet on this season, a favorite of, of our friend, Anthony DeBundo, obviously. But he's had trouble with walks this season. And the Brewers are an interesting matchup for him. They're top 10 in walk rate, but they're also top 10 in strikeout rate. However, the Brewers' swing percentage on pitches outside the strike zone is fourth best in baseball, so I think they'll be patient with Contreras. Patient against Contreras, I should say. They're gonna make. They're gonna work pitch counts. They're gonna be patient. They're gonna draw a lot of walks because that's been his biggest bugaboo this year. So, as much as I love betting Contreras and love betting the Pirates, I just can't do it against Burns, who is a terrible matchup for the Pittsburgh offense. Obviously, the Pittsburgh offense has been better since it got O'Neill on Cruz. They've called up some of the young, the young kids, so I, I like them there, but this is basically a stayaway spot for me.
1: Okay, moving on to our favorite underdog bets of the day. We just discussed the Pirates fading the public. Where in the dog market are you hunting? Where's my dog? Uh-huh. there's my dogs. Where's my dog?
2: Cheap underdog with the Diamondbacks, but Antonio Sintetella, a pitcher I like to bet against a lot. Big differential in expected ERA between Merrill Kelly and Antonio Sensatella, 3.64 for Kelly, 5.85 for Sensatella. You look at their expected FIP Sierra because of their strikeout and walk numbers, they're much closer. And I think the biggest difference in this matchup is defense. Arizona, fourth and outs above average, Colorado 27th. And you might not think defense matters much at court field, but it actually matters a ton because with that giant outfield, you get a ton of singles, extra base hits, hits poking in in front of fielders who are spread out in that giant outfield. And in particular, the defense If difference in the outfields is dramatic as well. Arizona plus 10 and outs above average. Colorado minus 15 across the three positions. Basically, Diamondbacks above average at all three outfield spots. And the Rockies well below average at all three spots. So two pitchers who are going to get a lot of balls in play. I trust Arizona more. So Arizona down to plus plus one I believe actually to minus 102 for the full game you can still get plus 106 out there at win. that is my favorite underdog bet I projected them as a favorite in both halves just the first five line has come down a little bit more towards where it should be
1: okay very good I'm seeing plus 100 now on DraftKings Sportsbook as of this Friday morning Colin Witchurch, and by the way uh if you bet anything on thursday night smaller slate all the home teams won And one of the closer games of the evening was seattle oakland colin you, you like the the a's here why
3: yeah i mean like is a relative term here the, <laughs> the value <laughs> okay i'll be clear the a's you know you just got to hold your nose and bet on them sometime and this is just this is just a number thing for me and it's the fact that marco gonzalez should never be this big of a favorite he can't keep doing this. I'm, I'm like befuddled by Marco Gonzalez. He's going to be the end of me because he just continues to outperform his peripherals. And I'm going to keep against him thinking he's going to regress to it. And I'm doing it again today. He has a 3.31 ERA, but a 4.70 XERA and a 4.91 XFIP. This is not an anomaly. Last year, he had a 3.96 ERA with a 5.02 XERA and a 5.16 XFIP. This is just a pitcher who continues to defy the odds. And I'm going to keep betting against him, particularly when he's this big of a favorite. He's not usually this big of a favorite. So it's not, you You don't usually have a lot of value betting against Marco Gonzalez. You do today because he's facing the athletics who are arguably the worst team in baseball. James Caprillian is not a good starting pitcher. I don't like betting on him, but this is just a numbers thing. If you can get the athletics at plus 160 against Marco Gonzalez, you're going to do it. So I love the A's here. And for the record, I'm all over Zerillo's bet as well. Diamondbacks, Merrill Kelly, would have made that my favorite pick. Cerillo entered his in the sheet first, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna give this to Cerillo," but I love the Diamondbacks as well. But let's hold our nose and take the ace today as well. Okay, Marco Gonzalez, the definition of the Jesse Pickman—he can't keep getting away with it. Me, exactly. He can't keep getting away with. He can't keep getting away with it.
1: Okay, it's a race to get to that document, our payoff pitch doc, which is so, so, so sacred. Uh, we have to keep that private. Sorry, folks. But we, you know, pretty much everything we say in the document is, is live on the podcast. So we go to our topic of the day and we like to kind of scratch the surface on some bigger picture topics. And then we try to apply it to what the slate is. And we have Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, both on the mound on the slate. Burns is plus 550 right now behind uh, Alcantara the, of the Marlins for Cy Young, who is Alcantara's is at plus 155. Garrett Cole over in the AL plus 850. McClanahan, Verlander, top of the list uh, at plus uh, 290. It's a, it's a way to set up this,
2: Zerillo. Any value you're, you're finding right now in either market, AL or NL, Cy Young? So wins above replacement leaders at the end of the year is very indicative of who's going to win the Cy Young 10 of the past 12 Cy Young winners finished in the top three in their league, their respective leagues and wins above replacement. The only exceptions are Blake Snell in 2018 and Robbie right last season. If you look at updated end of season, steamer projections zips projections, there are a few pitchers who kind of stand out in each league as finishing in the top three to five of their leagues right now. And how they perform the rest of the way will determine that, obviously. Your war leader right now is Kevin Gaussman in the AL. And you can get Gaussman, I believe, as low as 20 to 1, around 16 to 1 almost everywhere to win the American League Cy Young. He's been harmed by his defense more than any pitcher except for Patrick Corbin. So Gaussman has actually been very unlucky. He's already atop the war leaderboard and projects to finish atop the steamer projections and the Zips projections at the end of the year. So Gaussman's price, I think, is very actionable at the moment. And Garrett Cole's the other pitcher I should mention in the AL. He's been underrated all season, has looked phenomenal of late, had that near no-hitter. Cole definitely at plus 800. I will finish in the top three. So Surf keeping an eye on Cole, but of the two, Gaussman, the much better value. In the National League, looking at the same criteria – Carlos Rodon, your projected leader per steamer, only pitcher over five. He is at 4.7 and he's around sixth in the zip projections, but I think at his price, definitely worth looking at Rodon. If he stays healthy, this guy is maybe the most live arm of any pitcher out there. And then the two Phillies pitchers, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. I bet on Nola coming into the season. Wheeler ended up finishing second last year. I think those guys at their respective prices, Wheeler is the projected leader per zips at the end of the season and wins above replacement. Nola second per both steamer and zips. So those guys, the rest of the way should continue to pitch well. Unfortunately, they will be harmed by their defense in terms of their ERA, and they may not get as many wins as some other guys on this board, like Corbin Burns. But definitely Nola and Wheeler in the NL, in addition to Rodon, and then Gaussman and Garrett Cole in the American League.
1: You you mentioned Garrett Cole, Colin, you're looking to another Yankees pitcher potentially here to climb up the board, and, and there's a lot of value in a, in a right-hander.
3: Yeah, I try to find uh, more long shots at this time of the year. I've I've got a lot invested in the Cy Young market as well. I've got preseason on Gaussman. I've got preseason on Alcantara. You know, I not not to victory. Wasn't... Just cut you off for a second. Wasn't
1: Alcantara like an action network uh sign oh, off he's, he's
3: uh, yeah. a huge favorite in in the among the baseball staff. Tanner McGrath nice. has been singing his praises since the middle of last season. We, That's we're, right. we're all we're all over him. We love Alcantara at at the action network. He's won us a lot of money. Hope he continues to do so especially in the NL Cy Young race. We look at long shot picks, you know, a year ago at this time Robbie Ray was sitting around 100 to 1 to to win the AL Cy Young. So a lot can happen. And yet yeah, the Yankees, you know, you got Garrett Cole, obviously a perennial favorite. Nestor Cortez has been getting mm-hmm. a lot of pub. He's up there in the odds as well. Luis Severino is someone who can shoot up the odds board as well. You can find him around plus 7,000 right now. Someone who's going to rack up a lot of wins. And we talk about expected stats and he's fifth in the majors right now in expected ERA. So he's sitting here with a 3.35 ERA, but his X ERA is 2.66. It's actually the same expected ERA as Andy Alcantara. The only ones better than him in the majors right now are Shane McClanahan, Dylan Cease, and his teammate, Nestor Cortez. So this is someone who we've seen him perform over a full season. It was a couple of years ago because he was hurt. Right. Bended. But if he continues to do it over the long haul, if Cortez falters, you know this is the first time he's really going a full season at, at this high of a level. He's someone who absolutely could be in the running. I'm going to throw one more name at you too. Someone that I wish I could bet on, but I can't because I don't know who he's going to play for is Frankie Montes, who has been incredible. And you can find around, you know, the, that same range as Severino plus 7,000, to hundred to one range. But if he switches leagues in a month, then obviously it's going to make it a lot more difficult. And if he stays in Oakland all year, he's going to be playing in front of two, Two hundred fans a night, so that's going to be tough. But Severino's my favorite long shot pick. I also love Nola. I'll echo everything Zarillo said. Uh, definitely more than than Wheeler if if we're picking Phillies. Nola's sitting there with all the expected indicators that say he's going to, pick to do what he's doing through September.
1: I'm biased being at Wrigley Field on Wednesday. You know, if Luis Castillo keeps this up in some other team, a hundred to one doesn't seem bad. He's he looked like a Cy Young pitcher the other night. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, He's way- same
2: story with Montas, though he could easily just switch leagues by the trade deadline, and then unfortunately that ticket would be dead. But yes, Luis Castillo has been phenomenal this year.
1: Yep, that's what made me think of him because when he said, "you know," the deadline Castillo's name has been connected to uh, trade rumors as well. Okay, we take you home here on Payoff Pitch. We go around the diamond with the last couple of bets that Sean and Colin are on. By the way, I mean, as, as Colin said, every bet that each of these guys give that they feel good about all of them. These are all their best bets, but they have to pick one for the sake of the program. Um, And it's another way of mentioning, go to the action network app. They log all their picks there outside of just the ones they are going to give now Zarillo, back to the cubbies as one of your uh, final bets.
2: Yeah, like both the sides and the totals in this game, Wrigley Field afternoon game, wind blowing in. But Adrian Sampson, we're going to start from the jump with him. Throwing his sinker and his slider over 60% of the time this year. Came back from Korea, started throwing a sinker last year. Now he doubled his slider usage as well. So over 60% combined sinker-slider usage. Last year was around 40%. Limited sample this year, but he's actually been very effective. Make the Cubs very slight underdogs in this afternoon game against the Red Sox. So I bet them down to plus 110 for the first five innings and plus 115 for the full game. But I also like the unders with the wind blowing in, Model those totals around 4.3 and 8.3 respectively. So the first five under five, you could take all the way up to minus 130 and the full game under nine, I like to minus 115. The other bet on the board that I like is the Guardians against the Yankees. You're going to continue to find value betting against the Yankees who are playing at a record setting 120 win pace. At some point, I've said this all year, but at some point there will be regression for the Yankees. So you'll continue to find value betting against them. It is a numbers play. They may be able to frustrate Garrett Cole. this off, off, not swing and miss. They do not strike out. So maybe putting some balls in play against the Yankees and forcing them to play defense for once will be to the Guardians' benefit. The Guardians also just an absolute luck box right now that doesn't seem to be running, running out. Walked off against me back-to-back days against the Twins. I'm still reeling from those defeats, but the Guardians are playing some good ball.
1: Okay, so bet Garrett Cole-Syung after tonight. That's that's the idea here. Uh, he's done our reasoning so far on this episode. Colin Whitchurch, take us home. Your other bets here around the diamond.
3: Yeah, well, we can't let a Bobby Bonilla day go without mm-hmm. placing a bet on a Mets game. And so I'm going to Rangers-Mets where we get Glenn Otto against Chris Bassett and Glenn Otto is someone who I liked earlier this season, but he cannot find the strike zone. He's been one of the worst pitchers in baseball over the last couple weeks, couple months. He has more walks than strikeouts in each of his last two starts. He only struck out one against the nationals and their putrid offense. He's got a 5.31 ERA, which is bad. Obviously he's a big underdog today against the Mets and Chris Bassett. Bassett's been kind of okay for the Mets, kind of up and down. He's allowing a lot more home runs. His hard hit rate is up 2% from last year. And the Rangers offense has been coming around in the month of June. They're in the top half of the league in isolated slugging. They're a solid power team overall. So I think they're going to get to Bassett, and I'm fading out of. So first five total over four and a half, I really like there between Rangers-Mets. Also, we got to talk about Padres Dodgers, one of the matchups of the day, Blake Snell against Tony Gonsolin. I'm expecting some positive regression from Blake Snell. He's been a lot better through his first couple starts in San Diego than his ERA, 5.60 ERA, 3.82 expected ERA. The Dodgers are worse against lefties, so I'm always looking for opportunities to fade them when they're facing a left-handed pitcher. And Tony Gonsolin has been incredible. I love Tony Gonsolin, but he has to come back to earth at some point. It's, you know, I, I'm obviously comparing him to Marco Gonzalez, but it's, it's, kind of the same It's like, he, he can't keep getting away with this. He, he's uh, got a 1.5 ADRA. It's been incredible. And I think he's going to be an above average starting pitcher over the long haul, but a 2.87 xera, 3.80 XFIP. So some regression coming there. Snell's going to be good. Dodgers against lefties have been kind of Mediocre, and the Padres got Manny Machado back last night, so yep. their offense is going to be better. I think the Padres are a little bit smoke and mirrors overall this year in their contention in the NL West, but I like them tonight plus one forty five or better.
1: Massive weekend too. Still three games left in the series. Padres two and a half back. Gonsolin hasn't lost a start yet, so I, I hear you on that. And uh Machado in that lineup for for San Diego certainly. Uh, changes a lot. When he's not in there, it really is a thin uh, unit with uh, Tatis still out. That is going to do it, folks, for this Friday edition—the first payoff pitch in the month of July. It's that time of year. It's getting good. Uh, a couple more weeks till the All-Star break. So we got some slates here to work with before we uh, wrap the first half of the year. For Sean Zarrillo and Colin Whitchurch, Brendan Glassheen. we will join you again next Tuesday and Friday, of course. Be on the lookout for our live stream on the Action Network YouTube page, exclusively available. We'll be with you Wednesday or Thursday for the video program. We go live before those afternoon games kick off. So, best of luck. Everyone have a safe holiday weekend as well. Good luck with your bets, and we'll join you next week on Payoff Pitch.
0: Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. Still lead.